1: My fellow DDP Yoga Warriors, it is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. right here at ddpradio.com, which of course means it's another episode of DDP Radio Broadcasting Live from the penthouse suite of the DDP Radio Megaplex uh, right here in the U.S. And we're kind of international right now. And uh, I'm just going to bring her on because this is her first official. Last week we introduced her, but now she's part of the crew. From the Great White North, we have Crystal. Crystal. Officially on D V D Radio, how are you?
0: I'm great. How are you guys?
1: Uh, I I am excellent, and I've been studying Robin Shabotsky humor for uh, my wealth of Canadian jokes that I will uh, lay on you in the coming months. But um, it's awesome to have you officially here, and we appreciate you uh, you coming on board officially.
0: Thank you so very much. I am so excited. I, I just can't wait. I can't wait. We're in for a great show and a great time. Yes,
1: and of course, uh, we have uh, all the way over in the UK. He is the GDP Yoga Thunder God himself. Uh, <laughs> you guys know who he is. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this out here.
0: Gloria! No-
1: He is oh so glorious, uh Mr. Hayden Walden. How are you brother?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. Every time I hear that song I just wake up a little bit more. It's awesome. <laughs> is it is it wrong I, by I like air drums that every time?
1: I love how you've been driving people around you crazy, like demanding that as you enter the room. It's just (laughs) it's very cool. But I'm not going to waste any time here because we have have a guest on here, and and if you guys have been around DDP Yoga for a fraction of a second, you probably see him uh, plastered all over social media, all over the Facebook page. Um, He's he's somewhat of a mythical legend in the DDP Yoga stratosphere, and it's been about a year since he's been on, and I think there's a reason for that. I think they kind of keep us separated because – uh, things can get kind of crazy, um, but um, you know him. He's—I called him first of all. I got to say, I saw him in a ruffled shirt in a picture when I was going through some stuff looking for a picture to attach to the the release for tonight, and he had a ruffled shirt. So I now refer to him as the Rex Manning of G D P Yoga, the one and the only Garrett Sakahara. How are you, man?
3: Wow, I love it. Thank you so much. That that that's great. I do like. You know what the thing is? I had to go back and I watched, I had to watch the video because Empire Records was such an underrated movie. But I just remembered what a sleazy guy Rex Banning was. So I will say thank you, and probably something else to you later off air.
1: <laughs> well, he was the teeny heartthrob that always wore those satin like ruffled shirts. And I've seen you wear some uh, some pretty interesting uh, outfits. Although I had my puffy shirt face in high school, um, no, I, I thought I was true. looking. You remember the wrestler, Dan Grail? He was a wrestler. Like, I thought I was looking badass like that, and my mom just said I looked like meatloaf. So it didn't get the desired <laughs> effect. <laughs> That's a great look. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but we're going to have some fun today, it's going to be a great show, and we're also going to be taking in some calls, too, because we want to you know, keep the spirit of the show alive and have to answer your questions, your comments, your concerns, your celebrations, your struggles. Hit us up, 347-994-1216. Make sure to press number one, and there's a wealth of experience here um, of people who are willing to help and answer the best we can. But first things first, I want to talk to you, because we've had you on the show before. We talked about your journey, and you've evolved incredibly since you got to the Performance Center uh, as a human being, uh, physically, mentally, and now you're kind of taking on that charge of, uh, of actually teaching at the Performance Center. You had that class a couple weeks ago. It's a whole different dynamic once you're in front of people, and and especially with people that have been doing this and are professionals like you're in front of. How has it been different transitioning to in front of the class?
3: Man, I, I tell you what, like being on the program for, God, close to, you know, I guess three and a half, three, four years, and you know what the program is, and you've done the workout so many times. And plus being, you know, growing up, or you know, not growing up, but being at the crib for a good couple years and doing workouts with Dallas at the crib, and then transitioning to the performance center. You, you I've always been humble in the fact where it's like, oh yeah, no, I don't know. I know this thing back and forth. So, well, I mean, you do because you you have a flow to it. In Dallas, you just know where he's going to go. But to go up on stage and then to mirror everything and then to convey it and then to be a teacher, that's a whole different thing. So. I'm, I'm I'm really starting to get comfortable. I'm always going to be the person where I, I going through certification and everything, um, having you know to have help from Dallas himself, you know from Stevie. Stevie's been amazing for me, um, getting you know, and that that might break kayfabe since you know everyone thinks that we hate each other. Uh, Christina, you know, mm-hmm. up until when she left for to have the baby and have Anastasia and everything like that, I still. Talk to her all the time and then just pick her brain about some things and everything like that. You know, Hayden on his visits, Jim Maves, I learned something from every single instructor that's there. And what I've realized is just to have it become my own workout. It's like there are things I want to tailor after certain people, but everyone knows me at the PC. They, they They know I like to have a lot of fun. I dress really crazy and I'm going to have an amazing playlist and stuff like that when we do everything. But You know, for me, it really is a thing of being close to that 400-pound guy my whole life and then someone saying, hey, you're going to be a fitness instructor. And it's like that is mind-blowing. You know, that is just something that I never thought would even be something you'd even bring up as a joke. But the fact that it's coming to fruition and everything like that, I'm 50% nervous, and I'm 50% really excited to be doing this.
0: That's awesome.
1: Mm -hmm. There's something to be said for for that whole uh, thing, too. You know, Dallas um, obviously picked you up from Los Angeles. You guys kind of hooked up out there, and you came to work for the Mm -hmm. performance center uh, later on. But for a fitness company, and this isn't isn't at all derogatory, there's a lot of people who are in the crew and in the inner circle, you know, running the day-to-day that – don't look like professional fitness models. And and that's kind of a testament because Dallas doesn't want the perfect specimen to come in. He wants a guy to come in there that's flawed, that needs something to work on, and, and help them get where they need to be. It's a really cool dynamic that so many people that he trusts to run his fitness company on a day-to-day basis aren't fitness models and have a way to go to be fitness models, but he believes in people. And that's a unique quality that you know is rare, especially in a, in a business like that where aesthetic in, is so important. You know, to take a chance on somebody you want to see get there instead of somebody that's already there, perfect for a for a pinup poster, you know?
3: No, for sure. And, yeah. and like, you're going to have people who, you know, there are a lot of times, and that's going to be my struggle for a long time, unfortunately. And I've, I've heard you guys talk about this on the radio show and everything like that. When you're a person that's been my size for so long and then you start to see some success and then you have that stalling period or you have that plateau or you have that, unfortunately, I am a slave to the number, you know, but I know that I'm getting stronger every day that, you know, Dallas is just like, dude, he goes, you work out like a beast. Like he goes like there, you know, there's no question that your work ethic when it comes to working out and everything like that. I just feel better after I'm all done. But, you know, it's, it's those things where it can't be the generic person. And yoga docs also been a great supporter of just like, it doesn't matter about your size He goes. If you sit there and you're up on stage and there's people questioning you, and all of a sudden you put your head over your 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 foot over your head, then people are going to start going. Well, that's very interesting because that's not really typical for someone your size, you know. So, you know, it it really is an amazing opportunity. But I think it is. This is such a unique program where, unlike everyone else, everyone has to be tens and everything, you know.
0: Mm. Right. Right.
2: Great valid point.
0: Um.
1: Uh, you know, I, I know, Hayden, uh, you come from a different background, and, and you've got, a, 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 you know, a, some health issues in the past and some injuries. And I know, Crystal, that you've dealt with your problems and your health issues, and I've helped mine, and, and Garrett, I'm sure, has been through enough on uh, in his life. And, and being overweight, um, I don't relate to the perfect specimen. I don't relate to the person that I see with a carved-out six-pack abs, but I see someone – uh, like Crystal, who's overcome a hardship, and, and Garrett, who who was at 400 pounds almost at one point, and Hayden, who's an injury. If I'm at home sitting on my couch, that's where I want to go because those people are like me. They weren't carved out of granite and, and just, you know, b- rubbed body oil down and thrown on television as is. You know, I don't relate to those perfect people, and I think that's what draws so many people to DDP Yoga. Is you don't have to be perfect, and, and you're probably you're never going to be perfect, but you know what I'm saying. I think Sorry, there's you lost a me in body oil.
2: <laughs> I lost uh, if you. If you can
1: see my webcam right
0: now.
1: <laughs> Sorry,
0: Chris. There's, gr- there's a great aspect. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. There's a great aspect of this program, and one of the key things that kind of caught my attention once upon a time was when someone had said, don't stress about doing the work. Make it your own. Mm-hmm. And it... You know, it really kind of put me on my head thinking, what do you mean make it my own? I'm following you doing workout. Well, no. No, you make it your own. And it just kind of, in the beginning, it gave me the freedom to try. And it got me from where I was to where I am. So, you know, that's really important. So, you know, I I don't think that no i I think everyone has a very unique story and Garrett's is amazing mm-hmm. yep
1: yeah um, and, and that's, that, such, that's, that's a great that's such a, that's
2: such a great point go ahead Amy. no i was i was going to agree in the fact that that's the whole point of the program is like being able to make it your own, being able sure. to modify and it again i'm just Doubling up what you've said, both of you already, and what Garrett was stressing is the fact that it's not what you look like, it's what you can do, it's how you get there, it's the journey you take, where you've started, where you're heading. They all come yeah. together to make you the person you're going to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. There was, a, I think it was Bruce Lee who said, don't think, feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of a big thing. You know, you feel your way into... I mean, if you put the work in, you're obviously going to feel – you're going to change, you know, the way you are right now. I mean, it, it's a matter of numbers. It has to change. If you put the work in, it's mm-hmm. just one of those Absolutely. positive – yeah, it's just one of those positive outcomes.
1: That's that's a, such a great point, and, and it's, it's something I want to kind of touch on for a second, the whole Bruce Lee quote that you said, um, because so many people – I mean, I know personally, and Katie can tell you this. Myself, I have to listen to music as I'm falling asleep because if not, my mind will just start rolodexing. Like even if things are going perfectly, just I'm a chronic compulsive overthinker, and it's almost it's distracted me for a lot of things that I've wanted to accomplish in my life. And mm-hmm. you know, despite what, despite what I tell you, um, I will lie to your face and tell you I don't care what anyone thinks. But like as I'm meeting people, I'm constantly trying to think of what their perception of me is, and like I'm constantly overthinking. And I think that is such a hindrance when you're trying to do something like this. You know, obviously, you know, thought is good and, and, and thinking is a positive thing, but sometimes you can be your own worst enemy in these situations. And I kind of want to talk to there Garrett you about this uh, because uh, Garrett, I know you were out in Los Angeles. Uh, your friend Tony Moser, by the way, just cracks me up every time I, I see his Facebook stuff. Uh, Don't, put were, Don't put him over.
3: Don't put him over.
1: I know you were out there and you, you did a lot of comedy. You did a lot of comedy. You were doing like a lot of, you know, but you're a talented musician as well. But I found, you know, when I was doing my comedy and I was I was doing all right for a while out there, and I lost my weight when I was finally starting to hit my stride. And, you know, the first time, I lost weight in 2007 for the first time. And uh-huh. as an overweight person, I've spent my whole life compensating for being fat by being funny. And it was something right. I, I'd always throw out there. And as I started to lose the weight, I realized that I don't know how to be a, a skinny person without throwing that out first and without relying on that for conversation or for, you know, social interaction. When you started losing weight, you know, in that circle where you're doing comedy and, and, and parody, did you find it trouble to find your identity as a, as a smaller person?
3: You know, I never got to my goal weight. I, I you know, I lost that 100 pounds in a pretty quick amount of time, and then I just sat. And then, you know, like what I was telling you last time when I was on last year, you know, I gained some of the weight back and everything. And for me, I, I think funny fat guy was such a common theme. And, you know, I was so lucky in school and everything. I never got picked on, I never got bullied. I just always seemed to get along with everybody. Um, and what I think what it was, though, is I noticed that my humor – wasn't as um, self-deprecating. I wasn't as like I was always harping on myself. I figured you can't make fun of me if I make fun of myself quicker, you know. And then when I started to realize it's just like, well, you can be funny and you can everything like that, but it doesn't have to be at my expense anymore. And okay. so that's what I noticed. That's,
1: that's such a great point. And. It's it's something that it, – and it touches on something because when you're trying to, you know, make this huge undertaking in your life, whether it be with DDP yoga or whatever it is you're doing, there's a whole psychological aspect of the game that often goes ignored. We talk about the physicality. We talk about the healthy eating and then just do it. But there's such a psychiatric – you know, there's a psyche behind weight gain and there's a psyche behind weight loss. And I think, you know, one of the things that really kind of changed my world with DDP yoga was when I first talked to Dallas the first time, like t- almost six years ago, uh, he kind of told me to get my head straight before I did anything. And I didn't really know what that meant. But once I realized what that meant, it was everything and the defining right. factor in me changing things.
0: Well, yeah. well, I'll
3: tell you right now. Oh, i oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no, go ahead. Sorry.
3: Um, like this week, actually, and I think it's just because of the certification is – so close and the teachings are so close and everything like that. Like I started juicing. Uh Dallas really wanted me to get back on juicing and everything like that. And I'm not doing like the three, five or seven day cleanse or anything like that. Like I'm just kinda incorporating something and just kinda going with it for a while. You know, doing like two really good juicings a day and then doing like a good protein vegetable meal and stuff like that. And, you know, <laughs> I jokingly warned all my coworkers and everything like that. I'm starting juicing this week, so if I start to get really moody or really snappy, like around third or fourth day, you know. But it's just like anything. Like when I would try to cut out caffeine and everything and stuff like that. So, you know, it's all mental. You know, I've sat there and I talked to Christina about this, and it is all mental. And it's just like, okay, yeah, granted, it's only what third or fourth day. But like I'm already just in that mind frame. And now it's just like I don't know. I, I feel like I'm unstoppable right now, but again, <laughs> that's before I think the crash happens and everything. But no, it's it's all mental. Yeah. That's
2: awesome that you that's really cool that you're doing the juicing. It's gonna make such a difference. I think so. Yeah, for sure.
1: I, can I, I also can like I that you're you? not Oh, go ahead and
2: Sorry, I was gonna pick up on the teaching side of things just quickly. Um, can you describe for us how it felt during the first couple of times you got called out on a class to do some to call a spot?
3: Man, it's um there's a lot of things going on and I think it really helps, but like, you know, and I've talked to Hayden about this, I've talked to Stevie a lot about this when you have people coming into the PC visiting, whether it's someone in certification or whether it's somebody who's an established person coming in and leading a class or taking a segment here or there, it is a totally different experience. When you're at the flagship location at the PC that Dallas runs and everything like that, it is very nerve wracking. Now I think I have a slight advantage because I know the clientele that come in daily and everything. So that helps. And then, Like I said, they know my personality, but it is an absolute. I I told everyone, being a being a musician, you know, playing venues, playing in front of a crowd, doing acting, I've never been more nervous than calling out segments or leading classes for DDP Yoga. Yeah, but it's but you know what though? It's one of those things like you say as a performer. If you're not nervous, then something's wrong. Like you should be nervous. Like it should be a good thing. So like it, it, it absolutely my heart rate just jacks up like and I'm not even I don't even think I'm engaging that much it's just that natural um, thing and you know what, what's really cool is there's about three or four of us in the PC who is getting certified so like Shannon is one that me and her are doing everything parallel like we're doing classes together and we're going through certification and doing everything together so I think it helps that I have that person that's next to me doing the exact same thing as well. So, like, yeah. we both are, are doing the exact same thing. So it's exhilarating, and it's also terrifying. But every time you do it, and the more and more you do it, like when you tell, when we tell people, the more you call, the more you do it in front of people, the easier it's going to be. And it's so true, because that first time is petrifying, and now it's, it's easier, getting definitely easier as you do it.
2: Yeah. That I'll I never boring. forget the first time I did it the first time that I had to call out especially in front of someone like Dallas he was over here in the UK doing a tour and he got both me and Tony up to call a small spot in Manchester and there were like maybe 60 people 70 people there neither of us have ever done a class in front of that many people at that point and suddenly Dallas just gives you the mic and goes there you go
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> Call something. And, yeah, heart rate goes sky high. I think I was clocking 160, 170 through the entire sort of five or six <laughs> minutes I was on stage. It wasn't going down. And it's still the same now. If, if you think about the retreats that I've been on, I've called a full class on a retreat. I've done work at the PC. When I did the first live workout I did, my heart rate just would not go down. I was pumped and it's it's ridiculous, yeah. it's a different feeling entirely and it is very comparable to getting on stage and playing in front of maybe two or 3,000 people yeah. doing that kind of thing
1: yeah.
2: it's the same it, sort of it, book
1: it's crazy because, oh sorry man I got a lag here so I'm going to pause after I say anything to let you guys kind of check in because I keep overlapping, I think my I'm doing this on my iPad so I'm getting a lag here
2: I think we are done though Mike, you're alright, you can jump in <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. When I finish saying something, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop for a minute just to kind of let you guys kind of get in there because I'm stepping on toes all over the place. Um, but yeah, that was a great a great point, uh, Gary. And you said you're a musician, and and, and you know Dallas is he, he's the creator of DDP Yoga. He's and to be there watching him every day, you get an experience, you know, to absorb that information. But still, when you're stepping on that stage, and he's either there or he's going to be seeing this. That's, pl- that's like playing no quarter in front of Jimmy Page, you know? It's one of those things right. where it's intimidating. <laughs> you're you're performing for the guy who created this. And it adds yeah, a whole different level of intensity.
3: Well, like the, like the other day, um, last week, Shannon and I called. Like uh, Dallas started us out, 10 minutes of warm-ups, and then he's just like, all right, you got the mic. So I did about two or three segments, and then Shannon did about two or three segments. And it went well. And, like, he gave notes and everything. And since then, I've called a lot of times for Stevie. Like, Stevie will have me come up. And, like, today, this, this morning, I called the last half hour. And everyone's just saying, like, you're slowly but surely getting there. And, like, what um, one of our regulars, Bobby, said was, he goes, like, when you're calling with Dallas, it was great. But he goes, now that you're calling more often, he goes, your personality's coming out. So now you're starting to be funny, but, like, personable and not so stiff. And I'm just like, well, yeah, you know, you definitely want to make sure you're getting instruction out there. But yeah, let's have fun because it's going to be my class and you know Shannon's class and everything too. So we're going to have fun. So that's what's good. You're constantly thinking about like 20 things that you need to make sure you get across. So, but no, it's 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 really awesome to do.
1: And Hayden is the director of certification and and he deals with this you know constantly. Um, but you know, when you first start the program, uh, you're, you're basically learning the fundamentals. And, you know, when I first started and, and you know, a bunch of other people started, you're just doing Dallas, you're lip syncing diamond Dallas page, teaching a workout. And, uh-huh. you know, you've got to evolve into your own and find your own voice in the process. And I got a yep. friend of mine, good friend, I'm not going to name him, but he knows who he is. Um, he's, he's on the, he's on the crew here. And when he would get the notes back and he would get the, the critiques and, um, He'd take it very personally. He would he would feel really hurt by that and upset by that. And I, I had to explain to him that they're not going to send you out there ill-equipped, and you've got to be able to learn oh. to take those critiques and incorporate them, not just listen and, and, and let it go past you. But that's where mm-hmm. it is, the fact that Yoga Doc and Dallas and Hayden and Garrett and everyone's Taking the time to tell you what you're doing wrong isn't a negative. That's trying to make you the best instructor you can be, and that's why they care. If they didn't care, they just throw, you know, here, here's a check, here's your certification, see you later. But they're taking time to critique and and make you a better person, and that's where Mm -hmm. you're going to grow. That individual, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. know, treatment. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
2: absolutely. Yeah. I I think. That's a really key point about the personality side of things as well because, I mean, I, I'm i speaking from my own personal experience as when I was going through the certification, um, there were no mentors. It was me and probably about 20 other people, including you, Mike Mullins, I believe, um, and we were going through it with Yoga Doc at the time, and, you know, you'd send a video off to Doc you'd mimicked nearly every single word that Dallas said, including some of the jokes that are on the Level 1 video. And actually what what Doc wanted to see was your personality. He wanted to see you coming out within the workout. How are you going to express this? Not just call the right moves, but what can you say to keep your people engaged? Because I'm in England. You know, some of Dallas's jokes don't necessarily translate over here.
0: (laughs) You know? So...
2: I had to think of other ways of doing it to keep people engaged and I know slowly but surely the more you sort of say to people yeah just not wanting to use the phrase make it your own but try making the personality your personality come through while you're teaching it suddenly starts to sink in and you might get one video that you go yeah you're nearly there and then the next one it's there you can see it because it is it's all about TNA it's all about the tone and attitude of how you teach this and mm-hmm which I know I Garrett has got in, like, basically bags full waiting to happen. So
1: <laughs> You're going to get so tone. much better, too. Um, when I for The first weekend I hung out with Dallas for an entire weekend and carted his ass around. Well, afterwards I slept for about two weeks to recover. But the, the first <laughs> couple of days I, I had said to him, I said, it's really amazing how you build this kind of like a a wrestling match. And he's like, you picked up on that and it was before it really blew up and anything really happened with DDP yoga, but it was that kind of thing. And I was talking to him and he said to me, he said, when I started certifying people, which ended up being years later, he said, it's one of those things that it's got so many elements of wrestling where, you can read an audience and decide what your class mm. needs. Do they need a pick me up? Do they need to cool down? Do they need you to get energetic and hype them up a little bit? Or do you? Is there someone who's who's older and, and, and injured that you kind of have to like handle with kid gloves a little bit? You got to learn to read your audience, mm. and it's something that's not going to come naturally. You know, people who can do that it takes experience, a lot of experience, and. With Hayden, he is a certification director. He wants you to get down the elements and the dynamics and the technical aspect of the program and after that, you really start to develop your style. And like Garrett said, you learn to grow and you learn to put your personality and your individual touch on things. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we got we got a lot of things we still wanted to hit here, so I'm going to kind of uh, go on there real quick, but um, since Stacey used to be doing the questions and, uh, Stacy has, uh, has moved on to, uh, to, uh, other things, uh, Hayden, you're going to be taking over the questions now. Is that correct? Uh, if someone wants to send indeed. you a voicemail or email. S-
2: send me an email. Yeah, not a voicemail. You don't want to ring the UK. Trust me. It'll cost you a <laughs> fortune. Um, Wait, how much
1: is this call costing me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you,
2: you really don't want uh, to know. But, um, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you want to send any questions in if you've got any questions anything whatsoever to do with DDP Yoga to do with food to do with anything at all send them to me um, at hayden at ddpyoga.com and if you don't know how to spell my name instead of me trying to spell it over the air now what I'll do is we'll put it online we'll put it on, uh, on Facebook we'll share it out and you can just drop me an email and we'll uh, try and answer them as quickly and as swiftly as we can on each show
1: and it doesn't doesn't cost to email the UK. Although I did get your no. text uh, last week, and you've got like 900 numbers in your in your in your phone uh, digits up there, so it's kind of different. But uh, <laughs> I'll make sure that it's a text told only, no phone calls. Although it won't be the most expensive phone call. Uh, there was a 900 number situation when I was younger um, that uh, my parents weren't too thrilled with. To <laughs> That's that's actually a true story. My my mom. I just uh, real quick, to, to a tangent. I'll get to things. Uh, my mom would she, she got her phone shut off our, our home phone, and she's like, "What's going on?" And my dad was like, "I haven't seen a bill in like months because I was taking the bills and I was hiding them so they wouldn't catch me and find out." But it wasn't like sexy dirty chat lines. It was WWF Hulk Hogan Hulkamania hotlines. My there you go. I spent like, six hundred dollars worth of Hulkamania hotlines. Oh my my dad said, no. if I'm paying $600 on Hotlines, you might as well be talking to a naughty nurse.
3: <laughs> now, the problem about this story was this was last
2: week.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, and it's not his mom and dad. Che- the clean. check's
1: in the mail, Mom. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> uh, the check's in the mail, Mom. I promise it's good. Um, <laughs> uh, but well, let no, to business. Honestly, you, you with, wonder
2: why we give you so much grief.
1: I don't wonder at all. I don't wonder. Oh at all. My gosh. I god. Uh, I fully acknowledge I bring all this crap on myself.
3: Which by the way, which by the way, Hayden, I have a lot of heat with you right now because when you told me to be on the radio station, you had told me that it's gonna be you, Robert and Crystal. You said that Mike Mullins had his farewell show. And that I'm <laughs> talking with Robert. So the fact that, you know, I don't know. I just
2: hey. No, that's Garrett, next have... week. I
1: haven't been given the paperwork yet.
2: No, we we <laughs> need to we need to sign that up. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Um uh, so yeah, go. I, like... <laughs> I do
3: I do need to give props to Robert because he's been doing it for so long and the fact that he gets a break, I mean it's a minor break and 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 I, I have an idea of what he does, but then again I, that's not even close to probably what does. Everything that he does. Yeah. So I, I give major props to Robert because he has been nothing but good to me. So I, I wish him well and have an extra hour of rest on Wednesday nights. So
1: yeah, kudos to Robert. Yeah, he's amazing. Definitely. He, he was monumental. And he, the fact that he's been doing this, uh, we were talking about that on his farewell show. This whole radio show came along before podcasts were a thing. Like, there wasn't podcasts. It was probably some fringe guy in their basement with an AV set, you know, doing something similar. <laughs> but, you know, DDP's, uh, the DDP radio thing came along when that wasn't a thing. And Robert's done it for, I think I think he said, eight years. And I don't care That's if you're crazy. talking about DDP yoga. Or about the greatest experience of, in the world that could possibly ever be. After eight years, fifty-two weeks a year, talking about the same subject, there's some burnout there. And the fact that he stunked around and was willing to talk to me on a daily mm-hmm. basis—that man deserves a medal.
3: <laughs> no, kudos to Robert. Yep.
1: Yes, and he, uh-huh. he works incredibly hard, and, and you know he's truly one of my favorite people in the world. And uh, yeah, that's that's, not, that's uh, saying something. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, we're we're gonna get back to uh, you were you've been there for a few years now, and you know you came on board in the midst of the of the, Jake the Snake Roberts documentary, and you had seen all that unfold and the aftermath, and then working from the crib and then moving over to the performance center. Um, uh, since I've been here, it's been almost unbelievable to see where the first time I stepped foot in the D- King DDP Yoga chat room to where it has been now. It's gotta feel like a rocket ship when you actually kinda of look at like how quickly things just evolve over there.
3: Yeah, um I think opening it up to actual clientele to have people come over and work out, I think it's been um a really, a really cool experience. And, you know, uh you know, Dallas, Stevie and Christina like they really shaped up that roster. I mean, Christina came in and, like, you know, she really interacted and really got a lot of the regular clientele and everybody, and people really miss her over there. I mean, I I, I tell her that all the time. Uh, Stevie has single-handedly, I mean, he's growing like an empire on, like, the the evening classes. Like, the the beginning class, the beginner classes... And the 530 classes, like, we're getting, like, close to 35, you know, anywhere from 20 to 35, 39 people in those classes. And it's all word of mouth. It's all, like, and and I've said this in front of of Dallas, and Dallas has even said it. I've said it in front of Hayden. I've said, like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get a better instructor when it comes to that first-time person coming in for DDP Yoga than Stevie. I I sit there and I watch his classes and I really take notes about how he teaches people and he is so patient and, like, he's just got that awesome following right now. So, you know, with with, with Christina out, um, you know, on maternity leave and Dallas has been all over the place, you know, Stevie has really, you know, stepped up and just taken so many classes. Like, you have to be just in the most ridiculous shape and, like, just a sideboard to do as many classes as he does a week. And, you know, and that's not saying... I mean, you know, we have Mark is a brand-new instructor who does, like, 7 o'clock classes, and, like, he's starting to get a really good class following. Uh, Will's been there for a little while now, too. Uh, Jim Mades has come in and, you know, offered that chill class. So it's just... There's a little bit of something for everybody, but... um, Plus, you're going to start to get the antics of myself and Shannon, and stuff like that. So I I think it's going to just... It's going to be awesome. So,
1: Stevie, um, he's 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 amazing. We have, we've had him on, of course, several several times talking about uh, the performance center and stuff. But he's such a he's such a crazy, unique guy because he's had a hell of a run in, in professional wrestling. He's been everywhere mm-hmm. and done it at the highest level. He, I think he told us how many WrestleManias he'd been in the last time he was there here's a guy that could easily just skate by in his reputation, get a good indie booking, you know, make his money doing that. But he's not really content doing that. He wants to be the best in the ring. And and even despite, you know, the fact that he doesn't have to be, he wants to be the best guy on that fitness floor at GDP uh, Yoga Performance Center. That guy has a level of motivation that is so admirable, and he doesn't need to be. You know, he's Stevie Richards. He's been to the top. Like, he can coast on that, you know. Yep.
3: Oh, yeah. And, like, if you go see his matches now, like, you know, he's going to be doing Ring of Honor, I believe, at the end of the month uh, locally in Georgia. And, like, you're still going to get an amazing 20, 25-minute match. And not, you know, not just because he's a legend and not because, you know, he's been there doing it, but it's just like, dude, just put him... In anywhere on the card, and he's going to have a great match. So it's just like, you can book all these other people to go and sign autographs and take pictures, but then you can get Stevie, and then also have an amazing
1: match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he,
0: That's he's
1: amazing. A, he's a unique cat, and it, it's, the motivation is, is, is inspiring. Um, and, and you mentioned Christina, who I, I knew when she started, you know, poking around the message boards, and, and on the Team GDP Yoga site, that she was a different, different level of... Uh, of of what we do. She was so pro proactive with her, her body rebooted site and she was coming out with content mm-hmm. that was really great and she took a chance, you know. She was, you know, eight. she had a career, she had, she had, you know, um, Max and and she took a chance and completely reinvented herself, which most people wouldn't be in the position, you know, you I couldn't do that. I couldn't start over. I wouldn't have the faith yeah. in myself nor should anyone else have the faith in me. But she was really proactive about that, and she believed in her vision, and it paid off. And she is an incredible person and just so good at what she does and so knowledgeable.
3: It's it's effortless, even though she would tell you otherwise, that she sits there and she overanalyzes everything. And, you know, um, I, I've said this plenty of times that me and her share the same brain. Um <laughs> and actually, you know, I have to I have to, you know, build her up because last time when I was on here I completely threw her under the bus and I had mega heat after that. So um But you know, with her, like she I mean, we I have people every week when's Christina coming back? When's Christina? How's the baby doing? How's you know, it's like she you know, she's you know, I think when you're at home and you're taking care of the baby and the family and everything, like you kind of get that cabin fever and just like, I wonder if they miss me. And it's like, well, of course they do. Like all the clientele absolutely misses her, but, um, you know, when she's, is she she's doing, to
0: come... sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. When is she scheduled to come back? Garrett?
3: Uh, I don't want to answer for her, but we're hoping at the beginning of 2017, she would, um, mm. like to return. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I I I I try to see them at least once a week. Go over there and hang out with the family or everything like that. Everybody's doing really well. Um, they they could all use a little bit more sleep, but they're they're doing all awesome. Uh, baby's healthy, and they're all doing great.
0: So that's fantastic. Yeah. They're
1: a great family, and I got to kick out of Ronnie, too. Like, him and I always go back and forth, and I always call them the Gap Catalog family because their family looks like they were just pulled directly from a Gap Catalog. They're so pretty and <laughs> good-looking. And- oh, my God. When
3: when when Anastasia was born, I just happened to be there at the perfect timing when she delivered, and then I was able to see him. And I walk in, and I'm just like, you guys are disgusting. Like, all of you, you all look like you just were in makeup and and makeup for about two hours. I'm just like
0: ridiculous. (laughs) Oh Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Not
1: cool. And speaking, (laughs) you guys really do. You guys have a really good crew over there, and you work. You know, you guys. You know, people see the 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 stuff you guys post on Facebook, and it's so much fun. But I feel sometimes they kind of just uh, they uh, you know misrepresent that as oh, you just. You know, Pull shenanigans all day Which I'm sure you guys have plenty of fun But you guys are such a tight unit And you guys work so hard over there And the people you have you know, The Jake documentary and people like Steve Yu and, and Nathan and, and Chris Terry and, and, and Tyler and all those people They're not just like They're not just like great for GDP yoga. They're great like filmmakers They're well trained in what they do And so talented and there's so much Talent within that building That it's, it's pretty incredible
3: it's it is a pleasure to work with everyone over there. Um, I feel like the number of staff that we have, we're probably doing the there's I would say I don't know there's twelve thirteen fourteen of us. We're probably doing the work of about thirty six, forty five, people. Um, yeah, what we do is we try to make sure the environment's light and it's fun. But man, I mean, and I think. When people come and visit, they they really start to understand. And it's not like we want you to feel sorry for us or you want uh, you want to know what it's like. Because any job is any job. You know, there's going to be gripes about it. There's going to be long hours. There's going to be things. But, like, we make the, most, the best of what we have. And, like, we have a blast. But, man, we are exhausted. By the end of the day, I mean there are times when people come and visit, and I, I feel so bad, but it's just like, do you want to go out and have dinner? Do you want to go play whirli-ball? Do you want to do it? I go. I just want to go home and just fall on my bed. You know, just, I mean, mm-hmm. and then you do it the next day. Yep. And you can do it the next day. So, um, mm-hmm. but no, and, and Hayden would know. You know, Hayden was there for the 10 days, and, like, uh, he, he, he got a good taste of what, what it was like over here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was just going to jump in because... Um, It's worth giving everyone at the PC sort of a big prop because they just, everything runs so smoothly and yet there is such a few number of them. And, you know, everything, if if something has to change on the fly, if there's something that needs doing quickly, it's done. There's no problem, no complaints. It's just dealt with. Um, What people don't realize is, you know, you might see on the live workouts that Garrett's the guy sometimes runs on doing things in strange costumes or putting Stevie Richards in the figure four leg lock and stuff like that but he's also the guy that's probably sat behind the TriCaster doing all the camera work and making sure that the angles look good and everyone looks great on screen I mean you've got to look at the fact that I'm not plugging my own video but they've just put a video out about me and I look great and they've done a really good job of making me look good which I, I I'm, I'm i English I'm not to look good on screen yeah, <laughs> green screen, the whole way. <laughs> but no, the, the whole team down there just worked so hard. And I, as we were saying, I went in for 10 days. I got a chance to teach some live workouts. I did some instructional stuff. I did some um, actual classes within the PC. And it, it's just full on constantly, which, yeah, I mean, there were times that, Laura was with me, and she kind of went off on her own because I was snowed under. So if I'm snowed under as a guest, how busy are the guys that work there, and how hard are they really working? It's yeah. incredible.
1: It's great. The the key to Dallas's success, too, is he's an idea guy. And, you know, I've always said to him, to his face, as much as I love him, he thinks of these things in the middle of the night or, or on a car ride that the people would get mm-hmm. excited about for a few minutes, but like me or, or anyone else would be like, oh, that's going to be a pain in the ass. I would ne- I could never get that done and forget about it the next day. But Dallas just gets these ideas pop into his head and then he goes and makes them a reality, which is 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 so crazy because people don't do that and that's been the key to his success. But you know, dealing, learning to deal with you know, you know his kind of personality. Uh, uh, no, there we, we can make it happen. That positivity. If we can make anything happen. Yeah. Um, You guys are kind of figuring all this stuff out on the fly. You guys, there's no blueprints on how to do what you guys do, and Dallas has come up with all these brilliant ideas and made them happen, and your guys' job is to kind of, you know, figure out how to make this work, because like I said, there's no manual on what you guys do. You're carving new ground here.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: Absolutely.
1: And you, well, first of all, talk about this because I know this is this is a thrill for you because you were a wrestling fan growing up, weren't you?
3: Oh, big time!
1: <laughs> and <laughs> I, I I know that you were directly involved with with the Jake the Snake Roberts documentary, and and you guys were we, you guys lived that for so many years, and we get to experience it through an hour and a half on on Netflix, which is amazing, but. The whole process, I remember years ago, probably four years, four or five years ago, the first retreat, uh, I was sitting there talking with Steve Yu and, and uh, Dallas, and Dave Orth was there and Katie, and they were discussing uh, Dallas wants to buy a house in Atlanta, he wants to bring Jake in and get him back on his feet, and the Arthur video had just started to kind of gain steam a little bit, and I'll be the first one to admit, I was like, that probably doesn't sound like a great idea, Jake's track record isn't that great, you know your company's starting to do well, and we had this really serious conversation. And Dallas made it abundantly clear that his loyalty to the person that made him who he is today was above and beyond all of it. And you came in right. probably mid, early on in that process. How was that seeing through from the beginning that you walked in, and probably wasn't as 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 positive of an outlook? You didn't think it was going to go where it went, and living through that process.
3: No, I mean. You know, Dallas, when he had moved over to Atlanta, you know, he was still calling on me, checking in, uh, just, I think sometimes he'd call just vent, And there'd be a lot of those times where he's just like, bro, I don't know if I can do this. And I go, well, you are, you are such, it's the odds are against you, but if anyone can do it, you can do it. Um, and, like, growing up and, like, having, like, Jake, like it is still one of those things that my parents, you know, I'm, you know, Jake had one of his shows in Burbank, and so my parents and my uncle, my cousin, went to his show, and they all hung out afterwards and had a cake for him and everything, and it was just like now it's not just I had an experience with Jake now, but now Jake's like whenever he sees my, I mean, he loves my parents and anything like that, so he just. He's always just like, oh, if they're in Vegas, you know, come on out and just hang out and be great and everything. And, you know, Jake's out here right now. He actually has a show tomorrow in Atlanta. So I think it's going to be really fun for all of us to get together and go see his show. So now that it's, you know, it's been like, what, about a year now he's been doing this show. So it's, it's getting really good traction now. And it's, he's starting to get bigger venues and everything, which is really cool.
1: Really was just an evolution, you know, of, of, of the company, of your life, of everyone's individual lives, and you know how everyone was kind of be utilized. Because down there at the performance center, and, and through everything that, that goes on in this company, uh, there's individuals who, who he, who Dallas and Steve surround themselves with that have unique, um, you know, strengths and, and skills. And it truly is, you know, D. B. Yoga's on the on the marquee, and he is the biggest part, no doubt. But it truly is a team effort. And the fact that everyone is just kind of doing their part and seeing where this is going has got to have some personal satisfaction just to see how things have evolved in the short time you've been there and knowing that, hell, I did a lot to make this happen as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, and a lot of the things that I did was, you know, when it came to the movie, I pulled footage and I watched promos and I, you know, looked at Jake's matches and everything like that. But for me, you know, and it's not something that I needed, like, recognition for or anything like that. But a lot of my stuff was behind the scenes. Like, you know, I was, like, a lot of his time, accountability and stuff like that. So I would drive him around to his appointments. I would make sure, you know, to, like, make sure he was on, on track. You know, I could be that good, funny distraction without having any kind of bad influences or anything like that. So, you know, living with him for a little bit. And, you know, everyone's just like, that would be amazing. And then it's just like, well you know, I mean, there were ups and downs. There was a lot of great moments, but man, there were a lot of awkward, tough moments, and it's just like, man, mm-hmm. this guy is like, you know, this is a guy I looked up to and everything like that, and there were times where I, I, I got so mad, but like, all in all, when he left and he decided to go to Vegas, it just didn't sound like a good uh, thing on paper, but like, he's doing so well, like, and like, when he came back and everything, like, it's just, it's been it's been a blast. It's been like, you know he's coming in. He's in for a week and everything like that. So we just have the normal antics, the normal fun and everything. And you know we had a couple of the DDP Yoga people in town, and they got to hang out with Jake and everything too. And I think it's it is you see that you see that that sparkle in they're oh my god I'm gonna hang out with Jake. And then by that next day it's the sparkle's not there. It's more of a friendship. But now you're just like I get it. For me it's not Hall mm-hmm. of Famer Jake the Snake anymore. It's like it's Uncle Jakey. You know, and it's just yeah. like that's that's how it is.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, people, I'm sure would tell you every day you get to live with Jacob Snake Roberts. You and, and and you know, I'm sure you never dreamed of that of that actually happening. But you know, people don't realize that you're also uh, you're you're living with somebody who's who's recovering from a drug addiction, and that's not always yeah. glamorous and it's not always fun for anybody. And people's feelings get hurt and people are hurt and. It's a difficult situation, whether it's Jacob Snake Roberts or Dana Carvey, or say, you know, the the funniest Mm -hmm. and happiest guy in the world. You're dealing with an addict in recovery, and it's hard. And I don't think you guys get enough credit because all of you guys down there um, it may not have made the cut, but you guys were uh, accountable to be accountable for him. And you had to make sure that you were surrounding him Uh, During the toughest parts Of his sobriety And that's not easy For anyone to do I don't care how much You love Jake the Snake Roberts Yeah
3: And looking back at it now Like able to You know Now it's like That he lives away And he's doing so much Traveling on, on the road And everything But like We make sure That we're on the phone With each other Once a week If not once every two weeks Just to check in Just see how he's doing And it's just like After you get off the phone I'm just like Man he's doing so awesome Right now So it's like it's just, it's, everything's starting to come together now, you know.
1: And uh, first of all, i got to put this real quick, because Katie will will get on me if I don't. We were watching that documentary, because I had seen it a few times. I would seen a few early cuts that I have been sensed before, like, they actually got, like, you know, officially figured out. But I appeared once in that movie, and probably no one noticed me, but I remember it. Very well. It's during Dustin Rhodes being interviewed in Mexico, and me out of focus, but you can definitely see, I'm waddling past him with my legs spread open because that day I had been traveling and I had the worst chafed legs, chafed fat person legs on the planet. And I distinctly remember going to talk to Steve and seeing Dustin was interviewed. He kept going, and I'm waddling by like a duck, trying to get my legs apart far enough so they don't rub against each other. And Katie would say, she said. That would be that's the perfect cameo for you. Like that's that's all you need. That's just you to achieve. Just, just waddling past Dustin Rhodes in the background.
3: That's amazing. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, but uh, we 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 really do. We 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 appreciate you coming on, and, and we got to have you on again. And we want to get the rest of the crib crew on as well. Um, it, it was kind of hard, you know. Everyone you know, in the former uh, show had different things going on, and, and Robert was so busy and Stacy was busy that it was kind of hard to plan things um, ahead of time. Yeah. But we really want to get um, you know, Nathan and Tyler and Chris and all those guys on because you, know, you guys are the backbone of, of everything that happens here, and everything that happens gets filtered through you at some point. And you guys are really great at what you do, and there's nothing more I enjoy than ribbing back and forth with you and McAdoo and all the crew. Um, and Hayden and Crystal and everybody, but uh, I appreciate you coming on, and, and it's been a hell of a ride, it really has. And there's so much more to come, and I'm proud of you uh, for the weight loss and for the for the you know certification mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, you're kicking ass, man. Keep doing it.
3: Thank you yeah. so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for I'm having me
1: on. I'm looking
2: forward to seeing where you go with the teaching. Uh, it's always Absolutely. great to talk to you, Garrett. Always.
1: Keep up
0: the great work, Garrett.
3: I'm gonna be more in touch with you, Crystal. <laughs> What what my
0: phone just cut out a little bit, so I didn't hear you. I'm sorry.
3: Oh no! no. I said I was going to definitely be more in touch with you for sure.
0: Ah, I certainly hope so. Um, you know my email address, so drop me a line for Absolute, sure.
3: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: That was that yeah. was that was just a total blow off, like in high school. We go out with me, huh? I didn't hear you. I gotta run. No, time. that's what I was no, going to say. That was like totally one of the best wasn't. things. Like,
3: oh, my phone just cut out. I'm like that. Yeah. <laughs> That was part uh, of the course,
0: no, I guess. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I oh, love no, you. I feel horrible. Um, Thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh,
1: that's oh, what I do. Pay- paying it backwards. Nice. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you guys so much. And and Hayden, get some rest, man. And Crystal, as always, officially to the show. Thank you. Thank yeah, welcome, thank you. Crystal. Oh, for having you on. Thank you. And, uh, of course... Uh, we'll be back, brand-new episode next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Time at ddpradio.com. And as always, for all your DDP Yoga information, ddpyoga.com, uh, on Facebook and everything, for the Thunder God, Hayden Walden, for Crystal Stewart, <laughs> and for the Notorious G. Garrett, it's me, Mike Mullins. And until next time, remember to never, ever, ever give up. See you, guys. See ya. Thank Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Page. Oh! diamond cutter! I don't believe it! Wow. Diamond cutter out of the powerbomb! We're
0: going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. <laughs> Talk Radio.